Arizona Cardinals new general manager, Monty Austinfort, is going to bring the Arizona Cardinals to new heights. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code Locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. So Monty Austin Fort was officially introduced as the new general manager of the Arizona Cardinals today. Sweet. Um, before talking about this, before talking about the immediate repercussions, the long-term repercussions, and the head coaching repercussions of hiring Monty Austin Fort with the New England Patriots ties, I think we need to take a minute here and just commend Michael Bidwell for what he's done so far. Much maligned as an owner of the Arizona Cardinals with maybe keeping Steve Kime for a couple too many years, especially after the 2018 season. Kind of doing things rudimentarily as kind of he saw fit as opposed to really gauging and emphasizing winning for the future of the organization. And now firing Cliff Kingsbury, firing Steve Kime even though Steve Kahn, I'm sure, will come back in some capacity. And making swift work on hiring an outside the Arizona Cardinals organization GM with a strength in exactly what the Arizona Cardinals have been lacking probably for a decade or so since Steve Kahn took over. Scouting properly. Player development. Things like that. And he looked, during the press conference, genuinely happy. Michael Bidwell did. He's probably relieved in some capacity. And you're seeing a new Michael Bidwell. Well, you're seeing Michael Bidwell, which is new. But you're seeing a new, jovial, dare I say, excited owner of the Arizona Cardinals with nothing but clean slate tabula rasa ahead of him. The Arizona Cardinals 2.0 is officially here. The Arizona Cardinals in name only is officially here. With Monty Austin Fort being hired and him sitting down in front of the media today, giving his speech, his, his, you know, his opening statement and answering questions. And Michael Bidwell just sitting there, just gleaning like, He's proud of himself that he made this decision. And you know what? He should be. We don't know what the future holds for the GM position for the Cardinals. We don't know if Monty Osford's going to be the GM for the next decade, 20 years. We have no idea. But what we do know is Michael Bidwell did something that he hasn't ever really done before. He went outside of the organization and he hired a general manager. And he hired a general manager, not just, well, he's a, he's a first-time GM. Yeah, okay. Many 
if not most GMs or first time GMs when they started. So that's obvious. Um, but just seeing him sitting there, just relaxed, Michael Bidwell. And looking at his new hire speak and answer and ask each media member's name, saying nice to meet you before every question that was asked. Sure, some of this is, you know, it's easy. A first date's easy. Politic, you know, initially it's easy. But this felt different. Not just different because we haven't experienced this since 2013 with a new GM being introduced, but it feels different because Steve, because Michael Bidwell did the antithesis of what he's ever done. He went outside. He casted that wide net that he said he would after, you know, in his press conference after firing Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime officially. He's checked every box that he said he would check up until this point. It's like, well, it's only three. Firing one of his best friends, firing Cliff Kingsbury, and bringing in a GM outside of the outside of the State Farm Stadium Arena, you know, outside of you know that umbrella. But those are three massive steps in the future of this organization. Now that's not to say Mondi Austin Furt's going to come in and be, you know, a Super Bowl winning general manager. The excitement of the unknown is where the Cardinals need to eat right now. There should be no fear. The only fear that should be felt by Michael Bidwell, the players, and the fans is repeating what's been happening over the last handful of years. That's the fear. And one way to shake up that fear is to do everything differently. I joked for a couple of years now that the Arizona Cardinals are run like they've won 10 Super Bowls. Don't worry. We got it. We've done this before. Don't question our rudimentary methods. We've got this. They're doing things differently now. Three for three. Firing one of your best friends. Firing a guy who you could make the argument for bringing Cliff back after this season. Sure. I wouldn't, but you could have. Fired. Brought in somebody from, from out with who has Super Bowl pedigree from one of his previous employees with the New England Patriots. I think he won four Super Bowls there as part of the organization. He's got a deep, deep, deep rooted history in scouting. And that's been the catalyst for what Steve Kime has had to do with this roster. And this isn't, you know, this isn't me tap dancing on somebody's uh, removed employment status in Steve Kime. It's just, that's just the truth. The Cardinals have had to build rosters surrounding the fact that they weren't able to draft at an optimal level. So you have to trade for wide receivers. You have to trade for tight ends. You have to trade for Rodney Hudson when he was going to be cut and you, you didn't want to go through a bidding war. The root of building a successful roster in any business doesn't have to be sports. It's scouting properly. That's where it all starts. And that's something that Michael Bidwell, via the new GM of the Arizona Cardinals, Monty Austinfort, knocked out of the park before a move has been made. The Cardinals today, January 17th, 2023, are in a better position for the future 
than they have been in a very long time, regardless of what their record was the year before. And that's the important thing to remember. What were some of the biggest takeaways that I had from Monty Austin for quotes, demeanor, kind of sponging him in for first contact. I'll talk about that next. And also, what does this mean for the head coaching search? I'll tell you what it doesn't mean. And what I think it doesn't mean is what a lot of people think it does mean. That'll be the third segment. Lockdown Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Lockdown Cardinals is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Okay. You pick two to five players. If they score more or less in their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No, no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball when it comes back, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, WNBA, uh, eSports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA. You get the idea. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50, Price Picks will give you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Lockdown Cardinals, thanks for thanks for hanging out live on a Tuesday. I wanted to wait until after the press conference to do this podcast. Um, it's exciting times. You know, cautiously optimistic times. And going back and appreciating Michael Bidwell one last time before moving on and talking about the actual press conference itself, I think it's vital. He's done a total 180. And... Yes, the I can change, I'll change, I'll change. Usually the first month or two is when the change happens. And then after that, you find out if they're going to regress back to the mean or not for, for what the people have been their entire lives. That's not always, but that's a, uh, you know, it, a normal storyline for people who say they'll change. And for Michael Bidwell, it's more not two months, but maybe two weeks because the head coaching search is next. And if he hires Vance Joseph, which I don't think he should, I think Vance Joseph should stay on his DC, but I do not think he should be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. We'll see if he hires from outside of the organization. It's still a fool me a hundred times, shame on me situation, but hiring a GM, Monty, Monty Austin Fort, huge deal, huge background in scouting it's a big deal so there's a couple things that uh gm monty said today that resonated with me um one he said towards the tail end of um it, towards the tail end of uh, of one of his statements he goes ego will not be tolerated um and i feel like especially coming in outside of the organization it's easy to kind of be more of an enforcer with that. Because like, if that was Adrian Wilson, and sure, Adrian Wilson would have made a great GM, and this is not against Adrian Wilson or Quentin Harris. It's not. It's not against Adrian Wilson or Quentin Harris. It's not. 
but they needed to go outside of the confines of the organization. Ego will not be tolerated. Cool. We'll see if it's put into action. And and I, there, we have no reason but to trust this man currently. Um, but th- but that, that was fascinating to me because that was more of a, you know, that was more oomph than you normally get from an opening, you know, introductory press conference. The other thing he said, which was my favorite quote, was, quote, we're not just collecting talent. We're going to build a team, end quote. That is the antithesis of Steve Kime as a GM. We're not collecting talent. We're going to build a team. I talked to Tyler Rowland of Locked on Titans, my buddy who I do Locked on NFL Thursday with uh, every Thursday. And he, you know, covers the Titans. And he has a more intimate understanding of Monty Austin Fort. And he said he's great on the fringes. He's great with undrafted free agents. He's great with finding players on a budget. And that's great um, because one thing that the Cardinals have lacked is late round success. You know, late round success is something that the Cardinals have not really had a whole lot of success with. Um, being great on the fringes is roster building that allows you to pay top tier talent, top tier money. So when you're going into this season and Zach Allen is up for contract extension, Byron Murphy's up for contract extension, among others, you know, free agents they need to bring in. Being able to draft properly and being able to sign players of value for not top-tier money, not money where it's like, we'll give you a little bit more money to come to Arizona. That's kind of been the stigma around the Cardinals. If that comes to fruition, it'll take an offseason for this Cardinals roster to level up. They've got so many picks. And they're going to have some cap space. So if one offseason is executed properly, even like a B or B-plus grade, the Cardinals are going to look vastly different in 2023. And not only that, but they're going to position themselves for sustained success. And that is built through the draft, where you have young, talented players on multiple-year contracts that don't break the bank. You don't have to give up draft capital for them because you are given those draft picks by the entity that is the NFL. We are not collecting talent. We are going to build a team. That was my favorite quote from Monty Ossoffert's press conference. Because that's something, once again, we haven't really experienced. It's always kind of been backpedaling. It's been fun. Cardinals have stacked together some wins. But sustained success is difficult in and of itself when you do draft well. But being able to add the collection of talent the Cardinals have already with a good offseason and a good draft from somebody with a deep player personnel and scouting background is the best position the Arizona Cardinals have had and, and have been in in quite some time. He was asked about the DeAndre Hopkins potential trade. By Cam Cox, my Tegna uh, partner with uh, 12 News here. That's going to be fascinating to me. Because he was, he was a part of the organization who traded A.J. Brown on draft day for Traylon Burks. Okay. A.J. Brown 
is six years younger than DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. If they can get a first round pick back for DeAndre Hopkins, if you want to hear who I think they should be trading for, if they do get a first round pick, you can check out yesterday's podcast because I talked about that uh, at length, Jordan Addison from USC. If they can work some magic to get draft capital for DeAndre Hopkins and able to spin him into a wide receiver, wouldn't be so bad. It'd be lockstep with what I was talking about yesterday. Now, that's not to say that this new GM, new regime, so say the Cardinals hire Sean Payton and they have to give up their second round pick this year and a first round pick next year. But you keep DeAndre Hopkins and you're able to restructure and you're able to extend and you're able to keep him. Like, that should still be on the table. I don't, I'm not sure if it will be, but if you bring in Sean Payton, coupled with Monty Austin for it, I, there could be worse spots for DeAndre Hopkins to be. So just because they floated that out, and I think Pro Football Talk picked it up that, you know, they're talking about potentially trading him, I think it's still TBD. But he was asked about it in the press conference, and, you know, his answer was interesting. It's like, we're going to look at everything. We're going to do a complete overhaul and look at this entire roster up and down and see what can be improved. And it's so much better than the tunnel vision than what the Cardinals have been through recently, it seems. Now, I'm not sure if that's me being unfair to Steve Kime, but this feels different. Will it be different? I don't know. But the opportunity for it to be different, the opportunity to discuss new names coming out of my mouth is a beautiful feeling for me. I'm sure people who are exhausted with me talking about how Cliff Kingsbury should have been fired 28 months ago and Steve Kimes ineptitude, I'm sure you enjoy me talking about somebody else. This is the first day of the rest of the lives of the Arizona Cardinals organization. The Arizona Cardinals 2.0 is now here. And Monty Ossifort knocked it out of the bleeping park. What does this not say about who the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals should be? I'll talk about that next here. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting, info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season that just unceremoniously ended to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. There's a couple of things that we learned today when Michael Bidwell introduced the new GM of the Arizona Cardinals, Monty Ossinford. One, ego will not be tolerated. Two, we are not building. We are not collecting talent. We are building a roster, was my favorite quote from the new GM of the Arizona Cardinals today. And three, we learned that Michael Bidwell can change. We learned that he can do things differently. We learned that he did some massive introspection. I'm assuming it happened in the middle of the season when things were falling apart around him. That 
maybe doing a total 180 wouldn't be the worst thing. Sure, give Stevie Baby some sort of job somewhere. Keep him in the organization. He's earned it. He's earned to remain an Arizona Cardinal for the rest of his career, for sure. Regardless of how much, you know, naysaying there is done, he just shouldn't be anywhere near a drafter. That's all. But he has proved his loyalty and everything he should be in Arizona Cardinal moving forward. And then he hired outside the organization. And this wasn't to hire outside the organization for hiring outside the organization's sake. I'm sure that he looked at Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris very seriously. And he picked a different option. If there was a tie, tie went outside the organization. He went with somebody who had, again, massive roots, deep rooted into scouting, player personnel, things that the Cardinals need help with to resurrect this roster. Because if you looked at that roster, and I know that injuries came into play, but again, this is not a podcast that blames injuries for anything. That blames anything on injuries. I won't. But if you look at that roster, before like the last handful of weeks before, you know, when Kyler Murray got hurt, this roster was built, but it was built with all of the importance, all the top players on stilts and everything else. The foundation of it truly wasn't that strong. And that's what we saw. And yes, injuries ravaged this team. But when you're looking at replacing a GM and a head coach, you got to look at the grand picture. You got to look at all of the volumes of the book. And it wasn't just 2022 that led to the removal of Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. Michael Bidwell knew that and he moved on. Now with the head coaching position, now the buzz. Oh, Brian Flores used to coach for the New England Patriots as DC. He's probably in line to be the next head coach. Why? Because they have New England ties from a handful of years ago? Okay. I think Brian Flores would make a good choice, would would make, would be a good choice for Michael Bidwell. Absolutely. I do think D'Amico Ryans is the one still. D'Amico Ryans is still my number one in the clubhouse leader. Because he will implement things that this organization hasn't seen in a long time. That defense will be feared. It will. And that's something that in the mid-2010s was a thing. That defense may not have been the best when the Cardinals made their run to the NFC Championship game. It was top 10, top 12. This defense needs to be feared. This defense needs to be an anchor for this team. Especially with, who knows, how long it's going to take for Kyler Murray to get back into play. The defense needs to be in tip-top shape. Well, what about Sean Payton? The offense with Kyler Murray. You know, it's going to be Kyler. Oh, Sean Payton took Drew Brees and Super Bowl. And I I get it all. I get it all. I can't shake the idea that Sean Payton is choosing the weather and the lifestyle as part of his reason to be the head coach with some player personnel power. If he were to choose the Cardinals, I can't help but think that because that's what it's been. Now, will he come in and revamp the offense? Sure. Absolutely. 
And I get it, Andrew. You think we should bring an offensive-minded coach to help fix Murray? I get 100%. I get it. And I also understand that the majority of coaches who are still alive in the playoffs, offensive head coaches, I understand it. But I feel like with how much raw talent there is on the defense, you've got Buda Baker, sure. Zach Allen really emerged. Byron Murphy, when he's healthy, has been a CB1 light, I guess. Excuse me, when he's been on the field. But I'd much rather at this point have D'Amico Ryans and an up-and-coming or even established offensive coordinator, it's it hedges the bet a little bit more. Because if you were to bring in Sean Payton, okay, and say Vance Joseph stays on, and the defense stays the same, and the offense gets a little bit better, but we're really not going to know because Kyler Murray doesn't – like, it's just like, unless you want to completely punt on 2023, you know, stay competitive, draft well, Obviously not try and lose games, but if you're looking towards 2024, as it becomes increasingly more and more increasingly obvious that Kyler Murray is going to miss eight games or something of 2023. I don't know if that should have a direct correlation between who you hire because who you hire, you hope is going to be the next head coach for the next decade is going to be the head coach for the next decade. So my thing with this segment is I don't think just because Monty Austin Fort was hired and he has New England Patriots ties that Brian Flores would be the automatic choice for them to hire. I don't get it. Brian Flores had his ups and downs in Miami. Good for him for not taking the, the uh, suspected bribe offer or whatever from the owner. I don't know. I don't, it, this isn't locked on dolphins, but Brian Flores showed leadership. He showed that he was the best head coach at the time to come out of Bill Belichick's tree, which has been abhorrent. Sure, but he's a defensive-minded guy. If you're going to go defensive-minded, go with the best defensive-minded guy on the market. He was the best defensive-minded best defensive minded guy on the market last year in D'Amico Ryans. And he decided not to take the jobs that were offered to him. Well, it's interdivision. That's fine. The NFL, it's so, with free agency, with where coordinators and you know coaches go, that's not, this isn't 1980s football where it's like, no, I will not go to the rival. The Cardinals and 49ers aren't even rivals. They play in the same division. That doesn't mean they're rivals. So I'm still thinking D'Amico Ryan's is the choice, but I will implore people to think, implore you to think, just because Brian Flores coached at the, was, was a coach for the New England Patriots and Monty has the same background. I don't think that necessarily means that that is the obvious choice moving forward. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. I mean, this is still... While the playoffs are still going on, this team, this roster, this future is going to be a full-on tabula rasa clean slate. It is a true choose-your-own-adventure for all those included. Michael Bidwell chose his first mission, I guess, and hired a GM. What's it going to be like with the head coach? Because once that happens, then it's immediate draft what's this roster going to look like what are they going to look for in the draft because if it's an offensive minded guy or a defensive minded guy you'd think the top three pick unless they trade back severely is going to be will anderson or or jalen carter it's going to be an edge rusher defensive tackle you would think because those are the two premier guys 
who are not quarterbacks. And you'd think with how things are going, picks one and two are going to be either quarterbacks taken or traded up. People are going to trade up and draft quarterbacks. So the Cardinals may be in that realm where they may get to trade back and get more draft capital, which could kind of put in flux the positions that they would draft in the first round. But first things first, Michael Bidwell hired his GM. Next, it's head coach. And then we're going to be off to the races. Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.